Hi, this is Debbie Vallejo. Welcome to the Noisy Narrative Podcast where we cut through the crazy noise of our lives and we get to the heart of what really matters. So my name is Debbie Vallejo and I am here with... Christy Williams. And... I'm Chris Hurt. And I'm Shanda Hurt. And Chris and Shanda are married and you may remember Shanda from um, when she shared her story with us recently um, about how she... Um, found out that she had MS, multiple sclerosis, so she shared her testimony about that journey. And so Chris is here um, with her today to share his part of that, and then also just to be with us and share their testimonies, a couple in their story, um, and what that looks like and what that journey is. So the first thing we're going to do, though, is ask them, what do y'all do? Like, besides being married, what is in your life? Well, first of all, I just want to say, man, uh, I'm the first man on the uh, women's podcast. You so are. I feel, yeah. I feel pretty good. You I feel pretty good. You. So, yes. uh, yeah, and uh, the studio up here is lovely. I love what you've done with the place. Um, <laughs> it's, we put a lot, big budget here. Yeah, big budget. yeah. So uh, I'm the student pastor here at First Baptist Frisco, and I've been here 14 years. Yeah, Long been time. a student minister my whole life. Seems like. Which are grades so, what? At Frisco First, student minister means you're with? Uh, middle school and high school students. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And sometimes college. That's under my uh, That's umbrella. That's true. Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. Best yeah, high school program umbrella. in town. Yeah, right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say that again. Best high, best high school program in town. It's big people say that. Okay. All okay. the time. Kids come here all the time because you run it so well. Aww. So props. I'm this sure is going to be a podcast about Chris now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, man. We're... And it's over. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you do? Well, I keep up with him. And which is a big job, especially is, in the summer. Yes, and yeah. I don't get paid much for that job. Amen. <laughs> and um, I work part-time at a florist and deliver some beautiful flowers to people and make them happy, so that's good. So we have two kids, a senior in high school and an eighth He's grade. a senior? I'm kidding. I know that. <laughs> he know does that. know that. Yeah. So I help out as much as I can in the youth ministry. I love being a part of that and working along with Chris with all the events and activities. And Didn't you just graduate fun. your group of girls last year? I did. Yes. I've had several groups graduate, and now I have some 11th grade girls that I just started with this year. So our big joke that we mess with Chris about on staff is that we hired, they hired him. We I say we, I wasn't even on staff. <laughs> but they hired him because of you. Oh, you tipped the scale, absolutely. but I want to know, does that hurt your feelings? No, my, you know, I've, this, no lie, when I came here, I don't think people really sold on me. And uh, I don't think that's so, totally true. I think it's more of a joke. Well, you think that's really true? Yeah. Well, Sarah Wilson was not for me, uh, and Sarah was the admin at the time. She you know, was. She, she worked with, with us later and loved to, you know, loved us. But it, I left my wallet in the parking lot. It fell out. I we do remember that. Put the baby up at the, the interview. At the interview, and, it fell out. So she had to mail it back to me. She's like, "This guy can't keep up with his wallet. <laughs> we don't want him." But Shanda came to the interview, and I was like, "But wait!" And then like, da, and then they met Shanda. And I was like, well. If okay. she can be married to him, there's got to be something yeah, to it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what can so, I say? Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> That's very and, and we've all been reaping the benefits ever since. <laughs> yeah, and I think sometimes when I, if I, I, like, I've never been in trouble, trouble, but I thought if I ever had been, I'd just bring Shannon to the meeting. Just be like, well, is this what you want? You know? I think that's why they haven't fired me yet, is because they're like, well, Shanda. There you go. Yeah. We could and do without Chris, but can we really do without? Yeah. She's just, she's unemployed. It's a whole deal. Yeah. So. 
That's awesome. And then, and then bring it full circle, then we get to play the MS card. So, yes. oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do need health insurance. Anyone we listening? Have it. We can't. Chris can't lose his job because I need insurance. <laughs> you do need insurance. And we have a group plan. We all. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Health insurance is definitely a gift for sure. Yes. Okay, so we're gonna talk, bring it around to um, kind of y'all's story and stuff. I think the first question I was thinking about was I would love for y'all just to tell people how you met. So I want everybody to know that part because I know there's gonna be people listening that want to hear they about that know. part. They do. Yeah. yeah, inquiring minds. Yeah, people so are jogging us. to this right now, like, and hey, we're done with this. Uh, so, yeah, we we met. Uh, I was, uh, uh, well, long story short, I was kind of a heathen. and um, Oh, please and, don't uh, make that story short. I knew it's Christ, like, right, but I didn't really know Christ. Like, I knew I wanted fire insurance because in high school, someone invited sure. me to an event. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I want, I want Jesus. But no one in my family lived that out, so I had no clue. Like, Are you in Texas meant. at this time? Yeah, I was in Odessa. 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 Texas represent? Oh, nice. Middle Odessa. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I didn't know what that meant, right? So uh, I'm literally walking through uh, Texas Tech University, get your guns up, mm-hmm. and going through the hallway, and the Holy Spirit said, stop and look to the right. And when I looked to the right, there was this giant poster that said, uh, counselors needed at Sky Ranch. Now that never even like entered into my like what like what is that? So it was th- it was the time we had to tear off the thing. Yeah. You know you had to, like you guys don't understand. It was that. on the board and you yeah. had to tear the piece of paper uh-huh. with yeah, the phone you number. It, you, you, yes. had to, you had to hang on to that. Yes. Uh, you lose so, it, you're done. Uh, I did a mail-in application. You mailed it in with a stamp, and you mailed it in, and you waited, and you you know got a phone call. So anyway, I got, long story short, I got a phone call that I've been accept or I interview, uh, and I got to interview. Um, and those are not easy to get into, by the way. Those counselor jobs yeah. are not easy. Right? I, I don't know you, if they were desperate that year or what. <laughs> I think back in the day they were easier than they are now. Yeah. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know because I would have been applying at the same time. Yeah. And they so, were, so I, mean, I, I get there. I drive from, from Lubbock to Van with my best friend, and we get there, and this guy comes out, and I'm already in the lobby waiting, and he comes out and he hands a piece of paper, and he says, I'll be back to get you, but fill out these scriptures. And they're blank. So they're like all these scriptures, but they're you know they have some words, but some words are missing. And he said, just fill them in. It was I, like, for God so loved the blank yeah. that He gave His own. Oh, blank. interesting. Yeah, a whole sheet of them. Oh, and so, which I aced, by the way. Like, <laughs> yes, you of did. You did. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, I think I just put Jesus in every blank because He's the answer. He really is. Right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 And I literally, I think I was all for God about to so leave. love the uh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. Works. Did he not? Uh, yes, he did. <laughs> you yes, tell me. Yes, he did. Uh, and so I almost like left. I was like, I'm going to leave. Like, I'm going to literally Did you cheat off your friend, your best friend? Oh, he was, no. He was zero so he, help. He didn't know any either. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, long story short, I, uh, I got interviewed and I got hired to be this Sky Ranch counselor. I, I have no business with children. And uh, even though I'm a youth pastor now, back uh, then you back did. then, they yes. were yes. and they were young though. I was yeah. like, I think you have what you did learn from that. You didn't want to be a children's oh, pastor. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> or yeah. yeah, it was yeah. Yeah, because the whole I had third graders. I think. Oh my gosh, I think they were cool. like seven years old. Yeah, well, they, I don't that's even like, know. Yeah, that's not that's first, first grade, grade, second grade. Oh, I just okay. remember saying, "Put your shoes on." Put your that was that was put your shoes on. That's all I said all summer long. Because we had to go from one activity to the next. And they would just take And they have to go off. inside, take their shoes yes. off where they smell, then and put them just, on, yeah. and then leave no, and go no, to the next no, one. Was, yes. So I, I, I 
was a horrible counselor. Uh, I was never with my people because I met some ladies um, that I that I. That's why I was at camp, honestly. And I'm sorry for those of you. We who have had counselors summer. like you. Um, <laughs> I'm saying. Oh, it was so good. So I met uh, Shanda like day one, and she was not into. So me. it was Shanda's fault. Oh, yeah. you were not into him. Well, I thought he was. I mean, cute. she was. I mean, I was a looker. I thought he was really. Cute. And in all fairness, a lot of people meet the people they marry at camp. Y'all are yeah, a lot. That happens a lot. Yes. yes, totally. So this is not. But I want to hear. She said but I. He was. He was cocky. Oh, and yeah, because he just said he was a looker. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. And can we put that in the show notes? A picture of me. Can a, a friend we'll of mine. We were walking together. And Podcast picture. We were like, "You look like somebody famous, but we can't figure it out." Oh, I get that all the time. Is it Emilio Estevez? And we're like, uh, out of I all guess. the humans in the world, you picked him. That's what people say I look like. But the a young Emilio, you know, oh, back in the, the mighty ducks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, young guns. So yeah, yeah, young. Yeah, it was a go. little cocky. So that was kind of a turn off right. for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you met Shanda, and she was not into you, but you didn't let that. Oh, slow, listen, slow I, if anything, I'm persistent in life, and. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I just pursued her, and she, I knew, I mean, she wants to play, but I think it was knew. a challenge. Of course yeah, it was, him. yes. And, and, let's say this, too, I found out that he had a girlfriend, what? but that his girlfriend didn't even know he was at Sky Ranch. It's, it's complicated. Oh, it's clearly. Well, you're you're it's the girlfriend are doing well. Was like, and in the she end, it's just really very eager. And I was like, yeah. He told you that? Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so, awesome. yeah, she, but the whole time, she knew. And so I, I just pursued her, and one day I walked up and I said, hey, hypothetically, if I were to ask you out, what would you say? And he was such a jokester that I was afraid if I said yes, that was that some was, kind of joke. Yeah. So I said, hypothetically, you're going to have to ask to find out. Oh, smart girl. Which was a good burn. Oh, wow. Smart. Well played. Yes. So then he did. He asked me out, and he was totally different on our first date. And, of course, we were at Sky Ranch, so you only have you go to 24 Tyler? hours yes. off. Yes. yes. And we had to go do laundry. That was back before Sky Ranch had laundry. Yeah, now these little young punk kids, they get it done for them. We had to go do our own laundry. We had to have quarters to do Mm -hmm. our own laundry. So for our date, he brought me, well, he said I couldn't go buy flowers, so I bought you a Sky Ranch T-shirt from the gift shop. So he handed me a Sky Ranch T-shirt. He probably got a discount or something, didn't he? (laughs) And then... then he brought quarters for me to do my laundry as oh, well. So nice. we both went and did our laundry. That's actually and really yeah, smart. That was, was very smart. He was very sweet so, and yeah. thoughtful and just not the cocky mm-hmm. person that I had seen. And how old are y'all at this point? 20. So this well, is like after sophomore year of college-ish? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, then, then that was it. I mean, you were dating from then on. Mm-hmm. It's a done deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and she, but but here, she uh, asked me a question because I, I thought I wanted to be a comedian growing up. That's what I thought I was gonna do, um, and uh, that's really. Uh, she's like, "What are you gonna do in life?" And I said, "I'm gonna move to LA. I'm gonna do whatever. I'm gonna be famous. I mean, I just wanna be famous. Uh, that's really it. Whatever it took." And. So she asked me, what does God want you to do? And I had never heard that language before in my life. And I was it like, was like oh. a deer in the headlights, just silent. Mm-hmm. He just looked at me like, 
He had no idea what I was asking. Yeah. Like, so does God like, care? And then he... Like, you never thought that God even cared, probably. Well, I mean, again, I knew Jesus is my fire yeah. insurance. Yeah. But I didn't know him as Lord, or I didn't know yeah. him as who, what he, you know, direction of life, right? I just knew I didn't want to go to hell. And did his answer matter to you, Shannon? Yeah. So his response was, after he looked at me for a while in silence, was, well, God wouldn't have made me funny if he didn't want me to use it. Which, now looking back, is hilarious because God totally uses it. Absolutely. Like, that's part of what makes him a great student pastor. And so, but, you know, at the time I was like, well, that's maybe true. <laughs> so I have a question, though. Did you know, so would you say at the time you thought he was a believer or not believer? Were you like, wait, when am I getting involved in here? Yeah, I think that he had shared with me he was a believer, but he, I knew he wasn't walking the same path right. that I had been walking. Because I was, I was pretty firm in my faith mm-hmm. at this point in my life and, and had been for a while. And, and so, you know, I wanted someone that was going to be a spiritual leader. And that was a struggle for a while, even after we had been dating a little while, because I was the spiritual leader in the beginning. And now to see how God has worked in his life and how much that's changed and he's the spiritual leader, it's just been really cool to see God work out all those details. Because in the beginning, I would have thought, nah, this is probably not going to work out long term. Yeah, but I was, I mean, you knew. <laughs> God knew, down Chris. Yeah, God yeah, knew. yeah. Let's go back to that answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, I, but really, not only Shannon, but my, my influence of my, of, my lead, of my other counselor leaders, my yeah. mom, the guys, I just remember going, oh, you guys don't cuss? Me neither. <laughs> oh, you guys don't listen to dirty rap music? Yeah, me neither. And and being with them all summer and seeing them, how they interacted with each other and like what they talked about and was like, like a, for me, like, oh, that's what it means to really live this out. So These people do exist. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've so never did seen you, before. Did you like really. soak that up as something you like really wanted or those kind of depth of friendships or, was, or did you not like that? Like, what did you... What was oh. that like for you? Because that's a big change probably for you. Oh, no doubt. And then, I mean, yeah, I mean, I love those guys. Now, we, we didn't really keep in touch after that summer mm-hmm. um, very much. But, um, but yeah, I just remember going, oh, that's what it's like. This is yeah. what it must look like. So I guess I need to change some things. But it was hard because then I'd go home, right, uh, that's during right. the breaks, mm-hmm. and I'd just go back to my college friends, which, which I love them. They're good friends of mine. Um, but but you know, did you go different. find a church after that, after Sky Ranch? Did you go find a yeah, church? Yeah, so uh, here's what's really cool. Uh, I had gone to tech for two years, and I worked at this video store um, in Lubbock. What was it called? Video Express. Where was it? Uh, it was two locations, one on uh, <laughs> 82nd and Sly, oh, and yeah, one on way 19th out there. and uh, no, yes. one on 4th Street. That was the That's main fine. one. Okay. Yeah. Never you there. probably didn't go there. They I didn't they, go they, there. they They carried... Uh, <laughs> Other videos. They oh. had a little back room. If you yeah. Know. Oh. yeah, so that's okay. where I worked in college. There you go. And, um, that's probably why I didn't go there. Yeah. Okay. But they had regular <laughs> stuff. They had a, it was weird. It was the weirdest story ever. Family section and then the back room all together. It's your family video store. So, uh, you're, of course. You can bring like Hooters. Around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Family restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, anyway, so this late after Sky Ranch, I, after Sky Ranch, I went to Disney World and worked for us. So, we, you know, I, I left a really good Christian environment all of a sudden. Uh, which is cool though, because I had to figure out how to, who I was going to be in the world, and so I got to go to Disney, 
and you know uh, people from all over the world worked there and so I was part of this thing called college program and it was really cool because my faith got tested a lot so I kind of came off this real spiritual high to all of a sudden who am I going to be and I remember uh, grabbing my Bible and uh, we had Thanksgiving meal together with all these uh, one of my very good friends today who's Jewish um, some other folks so I was like we're going to read some scripture before we you know eat and I had to say no to a lot of parties, and I had, you know, so it was really cool because I got to go from one to the other, and I really had to figure out who I was in that time, and I figured out I want to walk with Jesus, you know. So, um, so I go, I go back to Lubbock after that semester, and I've never been invited to church ever while I was in Lubbock. Not not one person invited me, till this one lady walked in with the family, and she's like, "Come to my church," and I was, she's like a regular customer, you know, she'd come in all the time, and so she invited me, and I went to this little small church and. Lubbock, Texas, called Trinity Baptist. It's not even there anymore. And uh, I went to the college group, and there's like three people in the room. And I was like, nope. <laughs> and uh, so they taught me to go on down to the student ministry. And uh, so long thing, you know, there was a guy there. And this this story is turning into my story. We're going to get back to you. <laughs> we are. We, we need to. Thank you for realizing that. Uh, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but foundational for you is good. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so anyway, long story short, this, this guy uh, was the... You know, he was full-time. He, he was the youth guy and the worship guy in this church. And you know how that works. Like, he hated, he loved worship and didn't really like students. Mm -hmm. And so he saw me, and he was like, oh, this is my ticket. So if I can get him to do stuff, I can do what I really want to do, and he can do the youth. So that's kind of how I got involved in youth, um, is to show up randomly to this church. This lady wow. invited me. The power of an invite. Yeah. Yep. This lady said, come to my church. And I said, okay. So, that's awesome. Yeah. And that is, from there, your story, your trajectory, you and Shanda are still dating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Shanda is where? I'm at Hart and Simmons in Abilene, so about a three-hour drive from Lubbock. So we were long distance, other than Scott Ranch, the whole time we dated, we were long distance. And then we got engaged in April of 94. Four. <laughs> I'd have to do math. And because you got married in '95. Yes. Yeah. So April of '94. Yes. And, and I graduated. No, it would have been '95. Yeah, because I graduated in '95, and then he still had a semester. Because your 25 year anniversary is coming up soon. Yes. Mm -hmm. December. Yeah. yeah. 25 years. That's awesome. That's a yeah. long time. 25. Have y'all made plans? Well, we had and plans. they canceled like COVID. twice. We had a Disney cruise that was supposed to happen that Fine. was canceled, and then we were talking about since that was canceled, going to Costa Rica, and then we can't fly there because they haven't opened up. Anyway, we'll do something. Yes, you. So you dated for how long then before you got married? Two years. For two years. Yeah. And then you get married, and where do y'all land? Where do you end up? So he still had a semester left at Texas Tech. So I got a job in Lubbock. My degree was in psychology and I... That's funny. Uh, which explains a lot. I initially wanted to get a master's and become a counselor and then after I got married it's like I don't want to go to school anymore. So basically I did social work and my first job out of college was Big Brothers Big Sisters in Lubbock and so I worked full-time he went to school and worked part-time were you working at united then no then i moved into blockbuster oh mm -hmm. yeah moving yeah. up in the world yeah, yeah. Oh, corporate. that's big time yeah 
So we lived. We lived. Shift in manager. The first no big deal. Six months of marriage. And then, um, so you were there your first six months, and then where did you go after that? So when Chris graduated, his degree is public relations, and he really didn't know if God was calling him to full-time ministry or to continue part-time, and he literally sent resumes from all over the nation. For public relations, youth ministry, we didn't know. We were just sending out resumes. And... I had sent out a couple of resumes different places. We both got phone calls for job interviews in Amarillo within two days of each other. Oh, that's cool. So then our interviews happened to be the same week. So we each go for our interviews in Amarillo. We both got job offers. Like it was just like God oh, yeah. clearly like clouds in the sky riding oh. out. This is where you're supposed yeah. to be. And that's where my family was, so I was fine, yeah. you know, to be close to my parents. And and I'm from Odessa, so I was anywhere but Odessa. <laughs> Amarillo was big time. Yeah. 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 So then you're in Amarillo now for a little while. And so I think this is where we start with the conversation of your, y'all's story takes a different turn than what yes. you were expecting. So how long had you been married when... Um, you start wrestling with the health kind of impact um, of MS. We'd only been married for three years, and we had, I think I shared this story in the last podcast, but just started having weird symptoms just all of a sudden. It wasn't like a progressive thing. It was one day, all of a sudden, my head felt like it weighed 20 pounds. I couldn't stand up. I took a nap. I woke up. I was fine. Happened again a few days later. So then went through, you know, went through my family doctor, got an MRI, and after three months of testing, was diagnosed with MS. And, you know, at that time, I didn't know anything about MS except there was no cure. And just so much fear of the unknown and not knowing, are we going to be able to have kids? How is that going to impact the rest of our lives that we had planned? And just a lot of scary, scary feelings. Now, things kind of stop in their tracks a little bit when you get that kind of news. Because there's just a lot of learning. There's like a learning curve. Things just kind of, you know, stop. So when you think about that time, if y'all can remember back, what, how was that for you guys, that stopping in the tracks kind of moment where your lives just change? Like, how did y'all handle that as a couple? Do you remember for you? Uh, <laughs> I was like, let's yeah. hear from Chris on you know that what? one. <laughs> I didn't even know you had MS until just now. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously you're just like not knowing anything about MS. I mean, when you when we heard it, she was obviously devastated. I was too, but I didn't know what it I, I'm just looking at the doctor going, uh-huh. Ignorance really is a protection in some way. Like, if yeah. you just don't know, there's an illness. So then the more you know, I'm sure it started. Yeah, so then I was like, hmm, okay, cool. We have MS. I don't know what that means. But, I mean, obviously it wasn't good. I mean, it's, the doctor was really good. He really explained everything to us. But just walking out, and we were just like, oh. And at that time, when I was diagnosed, there were only three medications. And they were all injections. And they all had pretty horrible side effects. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know that I'm on board with that. And I, there wasn't a ton of research showing that they were that effective. 
And so I resisted medication for a while. And I kept, <laughs> I kept telling my neurologist that we were ready to have a family, even though we weren't, because I knew that would make him lay off of <laughs> pressuring me to have to start medication. So, and my, the way my MS worked is I would have symptoms that would last for about a month, and it would be like my leg would be numb. And when I say numb, more like if your foot falls asleep and it's the pins and needles feeling, that's what it would feel like. It may be my whole leg, it may start in my foot and move up my leg, maybe the whole right side of my body. I mean, just weird random things, but typically mine would last about a month and would, then would go away. So I would, I would have these bouts of maybe God healed me since it's been several months and I haven't had any symptoms. Maybe I've been healed because that's what I've been praying for. So then when I would have more symptoms six months later, I'd be devastated. It was just such a roller coaster yeah. of emotions and, you know, not really knowing what to pray for. You know, I was constantly praying for healing and then constantly disappointed when I, when I wasn't yes. healed. And so how was that for your marriage, that roller coaster that Shanda was on? Did you yeah, did I, you know did you ride that with her, Chris? Or? Yeah, well, I mean, did I? No, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I, I I never really know what to say. I mean, my, <laughs> funny thing about me is anytime that there's uh, this still happens today. If someone's injured in my home, my immediate reaction is anger. This I don't know true. why, but it's like, <gasps> what did you do to do that? Why did you? Why, did yeah, that why is this happening? <laughs> she falls down in the bathroom or something. Like, what? What are you doing? What? What is <laughs> happening? Don't why? you know you can hurt yourself? Yeah, like I, it's just my natural, like whatever. And, and I'm not angry. I'm just that's, that's just my, his response. Even true. our yeah. our kids yeah. make fun of him too. That that's just his yeah. response. Yeah. So, so were you angered during that time? I I don't know. That I, I mean, yeah, oh sure. I mean, yeah, it was, but not really at her or anybody in particular. Just that's my mo. I am now currently angry. Um, <laughs> but I th for me, I mean, I did I didn't know what to say, what to do. So I just I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'll just sit here while you cry. Mm -hmm. um, I will be here with you. I, I I don't know. Good or bad about me, my faith has always been pretty simple. So in other words, I'm not a theolog theologian. Don't want to be. Don't care to be. I just know. I just never really like. I just know God was gonna get us through. Mm -hmm. And like I never wavered on that, like you know what I'm saying. Like so, whatever I, that looked like, you were cool. With yeah, God. I was like, getting us true. Yeah. Now that's easier for me to say because I obviously don't have the MS. But <laughs> and you're on the other side of those seasons, yes. roller coaster. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but for me, I was just like, whatever happens, mm -hmm. happens, and we're both love the Lord, and and we're both gonna be faithful, and and thank goodness you were faithful. You know, like mm -hmm. thank goodness you were mm -hmm. so faithful because that would have been. I mean, there were times that you weren't. I mean, not that you weren't faithful, but you doubted and, and all those things. So, I don't know. For me, it was just like, all right, God, you got this. And and that's, for me, the beauty of a simple faith, where it's just like, I don't have to go into the intricacies of why did God and look. Nope. I just know that at the end of this thing, we trusted Jesus, and I'm going to heaven, and so she, and so whatever that looks like, we're in it. Yeah. And we're going to pursue that. So Great. That's know. a good word. Yeah. So how do you, so your kids, you're, at the time, you don't have children. Correct. Okay, and then you have kids a few years later because you are able to become stabilized um, with the MS. 
So how does that work with your pregnancies and then? Well, what's funny with MS is that most people have no symptoms while they're pregnant. Mm. And that is interesting. It, it really is. It's kind of amazing. I actually didn't know that. Um, but a lot of times you kind of have a bigger relapse after you give birth because your body goes through such an ordeal. Okay. So that was kind of the fear. And my neurologist had told me pretty early on in my pregnancy because by that point, more research had been done, a few more medications had come out. And they were, at that point, recommending everybody with MS should be on medication, that there's enough research that shows it's beneficial. And so he had told me, once you have this baby, I'm going to let you nurse for three months, and then you're going to start on medication. Mm-hmm. Like, he was not giving me an option. Yeah. That's still gave you some time. That's yes. awesome. And so I started, um, the first medication I I did was called Avinex, and it was a, a lengthy needle that goes into the muscle, and I just had to do it once a week, and it took me about, it was self-injection, because Chris had already voiced, he was not yeah. going to do that. Yeah, yeah. remember <laughs> when I said I'd do anything for you? Yeah. Not that. Not, not that. injection. I was like, I'm not sticking you with this mm-hmm. needle. And it's not a normal little shot. No. no. It's a real it's long, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah and it, like, would, it was a mental game. It would take, yeah. the first time I had to do it myself, I think it took me about two hours. I would, oh, I would count, I'd be like, one to no, my hands are too sweaty. Wow. Like I I mean, it was such a mental torture. And it wasn't even that the injection itself hurt that much. I mean it did a little bit, but it was just the the fear of it and having to do it yourself. I was never afraid of needles. If someone else can give me a shot, but to do it yourself is sure. a whole mm-hmm. other aspect. And so I I was on that medication for about a year, and that medication also would give me flu-like symptoms. So for the next 24 hours, I would feel like I had the flu. I would have chills, body aches, want to just be And that was one day every week then? Yes. Mm. So, and I had a newborn. Sure. So it was was not fun at all. And I was on that medication for about a year, and had some significant um, issues with my liver and had to get off of that medication. And then then we started saying we were going to try to have another baby <laughs> so I could stay off of medication for yeah, a while. Yeah, that was the That's whole good. thing about I'm surprised you don't have, yeah. like, ten kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you just kept exactly. her pregnant, she well, wouldn't we have to waited be on the We waited two weeks. Yeah, we waited a while. Yeah. So, anyway, so then we... I started a new medication there that was a much smaller needle, but was every day. And anyway. But that meant probably a smaller amount, so the side effects at that one was, time were It was bad, different, different side effects. I, that one would feel like I could feel the medication like spreading once I did the injection, where it would just kind of burn at the injection site for... 20 or 30 minutes, which in the grand scheme of things is not a lot, but when you're doing that every day, every day. then it was kind of an inconvenience, I guess. And it just didn't work. I was on that medication for, I don't know, seven or eight months, and it wasn't working either. I was still having the same, I would go six months with no symptoms, 
have symptoms for about a month. Six months with no symptoms. Like, it, that was just kind of the, the path that mine took, and the medication didn't really seem to affect that. And they would, sometimes when I would have symptoms, they would do what's called a steroid treatment, which are really, really high doses of steroids, and it would be through an IV, like, every day for five days, and it was horrible. Like, the side effects of that were just horrible. But typically, it would make my symptoms go away, but it was just a trade-off of do I want to feel miserable for a solid week or deal with this for months. So... How did you help her, Chris, deal with the medication and the dosage and the side effects? Like, and what do the conversations look like? <laughs> I probably just went to work. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I don't, it's hazy yeah. for me. But, um, I mean, whatever she needed, I, I felt like oh, I would do. Another blessing of that is that my mom was in the same yeah. town. Well, there, we, you so did go to work because yeah. mother-in-law came over. Absolutely. Come help that's so nice. With, yeah. with the baby. I mean, she okay, that's helped good. with everything. Because you do need a job. I mean, you need to make yeah. money and have health insurance, Absolutely. like you were saying. I mean, yeah. that is, yeah. yeah, that's true. So that is good that you're, you were by family. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just had to pay for all this. So, yeah. yeah. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there were days that she was a wreck, and I just, you know, I mean, obviously we'd go home, so like, so we're not having sex tonight. But... <laughs> Oh Can we gosh. say sex on the podcast? Yeah, uh, you just did. Yeah. So you're good. Okay. We don't have a, okay, a beeper. So, uh, but I mean, I really, I mean, I just remember I would know when she would come home and, after, especially after steroid week, you just know, okay, well, coming home early all week this week yeah. and just sit and, and she journaled a lot, which was probably really good for her. And then I just listened and. And I think a lot of times, not just with Chris, but, and I think probably this is true with anyone that has autoimmune disease or or various other illnesses when no one can see yes. your symptoms yeah. like if you have a broken leg or a broken arm you people get sympathy know. from Absolutely. people and they help you or whatever but when you're going through stuff that no one else can see and you start to think that other people don't believe you mm-hmm. or that they think you're crazy or that it's all in your mind and and people said that I mean I've I've had people tell me Oh, it's all in your head. Oh, I'm sure. And so I can remember being frustrated with Chris and with others just because nobody understood. And I didn't know a single person that had MS. No one in my family had MS. So it wasn't like I had anything to compare it to or anyone to relate to. I feel like now there's so many more options because of Facebook or all these different groups you could be a part of. To There's get so support. many more ways to get connected to others yeah. that can relate and to I, what I didn't have that. Story is, yeah. So. yeah. You just had a great, loving, supporting husband. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going to get sick, ladies, Mary make sure well. you have that. Mary Mary well. Well. Yeah, that's a whole podcast in itself. That is a whole podcast. Yeah. You are not wrong. So, it, so, I mean, you're going through young kids. Yeah. You guys are parents, young parents going through it sounds like still a lot of up and downs with medication and side effects and I mean that's a lot I can't imagine so you guys are in Amarillo for 10 years 10 years um have your kids but then when you guys move here to Frisco I mean Brooklyn your youngest is pretty young I mean she's four months old so right after you had Brooklyn you moved here yes um and And she was premature 
So she was, when we came, when we came together for the interview with the personnel team, I think, she was on a heart and apnea monitor. So, you know, <laughs> looking back, I'm like, we were crazy. What were, only God could yeah. orchestrate mm-hmm. those details and get us here. But, and to move away from my parents and, you know, have no family close by, but God worked out all the details. And, was your mom mad that y'all moved? My mom was so supportive. Oh, that's awesome. I, I, I'm sure she was very sad, but she always supported us and wanted whatever was going to be best for us. She never us. spoke to me again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She was really supportive. But <laughs> it even, you know, having MS and still at that time going through symptoms, um, it had a huge impact on where we chose to live. Like we, sure. we told our realtor, we That's can't right. look at a house that has stairs because mm-hmm. I didn't know if I would be able to climb stairs right. in six months or a year. Like yeah, matter of fact, just, our, our first house, the lady that we bought it from was handicapped uh, in a chair, so all the doors had wide openings um, already, oh. and so we were already kind of preparing ourselves preparing. for yeah. if you get old here. Um, which we did, um, <laughs> but we'd be ready, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. So what currently, so you've been in Frisco since then for 13, 14 years? Coming you up said 14. 14. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, you got a 25-year anniversary coming out. Where would you, you guys say you are right now, health-wise, marriage-wise, what, you know? Well, I'm about to leave. <laughs> so... You saw that door wide open. She just gave that to you. Well, I, I saw it going. I'm, I made it. Yes. Fun to see I made an easy entrance there on that one. So a huge, huge blessing. After we moved here, I, I went through three different neurologists moving. And the funny thing is, when you say you're from Amarillo, people from the Dallas area are like, oh, y'all still ride horses and use outhouses there? Like, they think you're in the sticks. Yeah. But I had a wonderful neurologist in Amarillo that had studied at UT Southwestern. He was very knowledgeable about MS. So when I moved here, I thought, oh, I'm going to have fantastic. Right at your fingertips. Yes, yes. Choices of all kinds of wonderful neurologists. And I went through three that did not know really anything about MS. And I would say things that my neurologist in Amarillo had done, and they had never heard of that. Hmm. So it was very disheartening to to be kind of back at square one, like where I know more about the disease mm-hmm. than the neurologist that I'm seeing. So I finally ended up going to UT Southwestern. They have an MS clinic. And it took me several years to, to be willing to do that because being new to this area, I didn't want to drive that yes. far from it Frisco to Dallas for a appointment but it's so scary <laughs> it's worse now than it was yes. back then though even but I'm I'm so thankful that I that I made that leap because I mean they just they knew so much about MS and cutting edge you know all of the research and all of that so I did start a medication that was terrifying at the time it was called Tysabri and it was an infusion once a month but it had a risk of what's called PML, which is a brain infection, and most often deadly. Oh, yes. And but it was a small percentage, and at the time my neurologist suggested it. I had had an MRI that had shown more lesions around the part of the brain that's cognitive functioning, memory, and 
she was really surprised that I wasn't having trouble in those areas. And um, so she recommended that I start Tysabri. And, you know, we talked about it and prayed about it, and it was terrifying. But at the same time, it was terrifying thinking, am I going to lose my memory? Am I going to remember my kids when they're walking across the stage to graduate or whatever? And so, and I really trusted this neurologist. So I started that medication, had no side effects, and was like a miracle drug for me. I've had no symptoms since I started that medication. Now, fast forward a couple of years, I had to stop that medication because of higher risk of potential. They had done more research. And so I stopped that medication, terrified again of what is to come. Will I find another medicine that worked? And I did. I'm now on my third medication that has worked and have no side effects and no symptoms. So it's been over 10 years since I've had any MS symptoms. So it's just miraculous. Yeah, but, but in saying that, right, so we just decided, uh, we lived in a smaller house, and we were just like, we're just going to vacation. We're going to do lots of vacations. So, um, and, a, and a good friend of mine, uh, Jimmy Gaffney, actually, that was his philosophy growing up. He was like, I yeah. told the kids, you got, we're going we're gonna to live in this little small house, and we can do vacations, or we can get a bigger house. And they're like, no, we want vacations. Mm -hmm. So we kind of, that's us. So, and knowing, like, we don't know what the future holds. So, like, mm -hmm. we, we're talking retirement now and thinking about what we're going to do, you know, five, ten years from now. And so, but that was in the back of your mind. Like, we don't know. We're not guaranteed that she could be in a wheelchair. You could be whatever, yeah. um, bedridden. I don't know what at all could happen. But so we just intentionally said, well, we're going to enjoy a little bit of life. Um, we still were smart and, you know, to the retirement thing. But, uh, <laughs> But we just we didn't leave above. I mean, our cars were used, and you know all that mm -hmm. stuff. So, but but I would say that still in the back of our mind, I guess we don't know, right? right? Mm -hmm. And as both of us, and, and true of all of us, we, as we get older, no one knows what's going to happen to us. Um, but especially since you already have something, really don't know. So, right. Um, but again, we just trusted the Lord. I know that sounds um, real simple. Slightly generic. Yeah, like bumper stickerish. Yes. But then how would you, so, I mean, because I think it's true. I look at you guys and I listen to you guys and you have a peace with your journey. You have a peace even with the future. How would you, if someone's listening, saying I'm in the middle of something <laughs> If horrible, someone's listening, you've already tuned off. Yes. <laughs> for the two, we laugh about that for the two currently. Like, no. Yeah. Um, but if someone's listening and they're like, they're in the middle of that and there's just this up and down scary, there's fear you're dealing with, there's anxiety, there's emotion, um, and you're doing that together and you may not even feel the same emotion at the same time and that can create mm -hmm. some angst in a marriage. But, like, if someone's listening, where would you say, how would you say they look at fighting for that peace? Like, where do they go for that? Well, I think, like Chris already said, our, our foundation in our faith in the Lord was set. Like, we didn't understand necessarily the circumstances we were going through, but we both knew that God was going to take care of us. Whatever that looked like, it didn't, it didn't mean I was going to be healed necessarily, but we knew that he had us and that he loved us and that he was providing for us. Um, and I think another huge part for us was a support system. We had friends and family and our church family and just so many people that were supportive and we knew were praying for us and, 
and that that helps tremendously to have that. So if you're listening and you're going through something, be vulnerable to share that with people because there's a lot of people that want to help yes. and that want to support you. And I think our tendency a lot of times is to keep it to ourselves because we want to look like we have it all together or we want to be strong. And sometimes you just need it. Mm -hmm. I, I had to set down my pride quite a few times yeah. and just let people help. I had someone come clean my whole house one time, and I felt horrible because... Not me. I was like, amen. <laughs> Chris didn't feel bad at all. Because I was, I was, making, I was making up stories. Like, she's not doing well again. I'm, I'm sitting come back there watching them and yeah. feeling like I'm so lazy, but I physically wasn't able to do it, yeah. and it was a huge blessing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. let people help you. That And that this was a huge um, thing that just stuck with me. I had a friend say... If you don't let me help you, you're robbing me of my blessing. Mm, yeah. And that's just, that was a game changer. Just such a perspective shift that mm. you're taking away someone else's blessing because they mm -hmm. want to help. Mm -hmm. That's true. My sister told me that one time, and it was a game changer for me, too. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're right. I didn't think about it. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have gifts of different things that are different than mine. And they Absolutely. want to serve. They want to give. They want whatever. And yeah. you're like... Okay. I already know one of my gifts is not a clean house. So. <laughs> Mine either. It's not one of my gifts. Listening. I'm not gifted with that. If you stop by right now, you, you like cleaning. Did you, have like, did you have a support system when she, like she's talking about the church as a support? Did you find that like another mentor or another guy or? Um, where was you? Because I, mean, I would say guys are even talking about women being vulnerable with that area. I think guys even struggle with that vulnerability even more. So yeah. like. To Christy's point, how do you find that support system for a guy? I mean, I was close to my pastor. Um, and then did he have to initiate the conversations with you? Oh, gonna, always, yeah. yeah I mean, he, you're you not going to sit down. I don't down share and... things unless you ask. Right. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, for me, I just never really, I never told, I mean, I don't know that I ever told anybody. I think for me, it goes back to, I know it sounds silly, but that simple faith for me is like, this is what Jesus says. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. and you asked about a verse that maybe uh, you know. I, mm -hmm. I hang on to John sixteen thirty three, which is my favorite verse, uh, or maybe all of them. Amen. But John sixteen thirty three says that in this world, Jesus says, and I have to think the things that Jesus says that that rises to the top for me. As in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart; I've overcome the world. You know, and He's the peace. Mm -hmm. So uh, again, it sounds really super simple, but I didn't really externalize it because I'm a dude and I don't right. want to share feelings. But for me, I just like, okay, I'm hanging on to that promise. That's what Jesus said. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so divorce never was like, I mean, you know, like, nope. God's word says that's not good. I'm not going to do that. Um, God said he'll take care of me financially. We're not going to be rich and we're not rich. Um, <laughs> so, but that's okay. I, I'm going to work because, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I just, like, the things that I needed to do, I just did. And I'm not, I'm not puffing myself up. I'm just saying no. that that the, the simple belief that God's going to take care of me, sustain me through. Do you think that made you that. more available for Shanda because you were able to just cling to that? Yeah. Simplicity, yeah. for lack of a yeah. And I think also because we had such a good support system, I think that helped him know. Sure. Because I had my parents right there. I had yeah. you know, friends yes. and our church family, I, I had so much support that I think it probably took a little bit of pressure sure. off of yeah. him. And there's a practicality about that that yeah. is absolutely yeah. true. I mean, it's that. Yeah, and we always feel honest. for people, and we were just so blessed to get to do this. Not everyone can. 
but we were so blessed to be able to be in the same town as family. Mm-hmm. So when she did get sick, grandma could come over and, mm-hmm. you know, so that looking back, so huge. Mm-hmm. And awesome. is another aspect of just how, how I know God was the only reason we moved to Frisco because if you look at the, just the facts about it, why would I choose to move away from my family when I had help all the time, free help, free babysitting? Yeah. Um, like, there just, there wasn't necessarily specific reasons as to why we would have moved. We were happy, our church was great, all these things, but God just knew where we needed to be, and and who in the right mind moves with a four-year-old and a four-month-old? Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and a disease that you've got to find doctors for and all that. So it was just a total God thing of why we moved here. Well, we, for one, are really glad you're here. Mm-hmm. Oh. We're so for, happy for you're here. <laughs> for two, well, we're really, really glad you're here. Yeah, yeah I am too. I'm too. Over here. Christine's I am. I am too. We're so glad you're here, and um, we're grateful that you're willing to share your story with us. So, But we're going to wrap that up for today, because that's a good word to leave it on. Um, and we are going to provide resources, of course, um, on our um, our website, our Noisy Narrative website, for any of you listening to this that feel like you need a church home, a church family, um, or even information about MS, we will provide that along with this blog. So anyway, we are grateful to see you, and from myself, Debbie, and Christy, and Chris, And Shannon, we want to say bye. And until next time, noisy near and about. So long.